my boys. Welcome to this week's version of the Breakdown Podcast. Let me just get things set up here. Just kidding. I had everything set up. I think I had like a better opening bit, but then I hit start and that everything just kind of left me, right? Uh, generally, obviously, I have uh, some people to f- 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 feed off of, uh, but this week it's a little bit different uh, because Brandon is indisposed with Japanese studies. Um, and Paul just recently started a, uh, a new job. And so that's been taking up a lot of his time. Uh, but the show must go on. Okay. We have to do this. If, if, if one of us is not here to deliver, like we are failing. So, um, welcome to the breakdown podcast. And uh, I'm glad it's, in a, in a certain way, I'm glad this is the Breakdown Podcast and not Nintendo stuff. Um, even though Nintendo stuff might be easier overall in terms of just content. Uh, whereas the Breakdown Podcast, um, I have to talk about my feelings about the things that I've done in the last few weeks. Um, in terms of games, TV, movies, anime, and all that good stuff. Uh, some of it I've done, I, I've actually done quite a bit in the last two weeks and I'll fill you guys in. Uh, I see all of you in the chat. Um, and it's, it's wonderful to hear from all of you. I see all of you, uh, just know that I will. Um, the good thing about this format of the podcast is we might have a little bit more of a chance, uh, for a, for a back and forth. Uh, so, so please let me know your thoughts and your feelings. Um, I just want to start off talking about my, my, the last two weeks. Okay. Okay. Is that, is that fine with everybody? Well, it's going to have to be, uh, because I'm going to go, uh, and talk about it anyway. Uh, so last two weeks, I mean, a lot, a lot has happened, right? Uh, being in uh, St. Louis. There's been a lot of uh, insanity. Um, let's start with just like daily life, right? So I've been working a job at a Target. Uh, and Target has been interesting. Retail is interesting. Um, it's definitely different than I would have expected it to be. Um, but I mean, what, what isn't different than what you, expectations are almost always, uh, to a certain degree false. Uh, maybe it meets some of your expectations, but it's gonna, you know, other expectations are just going to be, they're going to be outright wrong. Um, I, I like, I don't do cashiering too often. Uh, the other day I did though. Uh, because it was a very, very busy day and it's the holiday season and that's retail. Uh, I like interacting with people on, on, on that level. Um, just asking people how their days are and and such. Uh, it's a really, really good, uh, feeling to interact with people on a, on a daily basis, a daily basis. Um, uh, I've, I've pushed myself and this is something that's interesting that I didn't have at my last job. My last job, I was doing, uh, 
um, AV, Hotel AV, and I had two coworkers technically. Uh, and so not like a ton of people to interact with on a daily basis. Um, and so being at a retail, large retail store, it gives me more opportunities to, uh, interact with people and put myself out there. And so I've gotten into the practice of like introducing myself to coworkers and exchanging names and having a little bit of conversation. And it makes, it makes the day go by much quicker when I can exchange a little bit of some banter between me and, and, um, one of my coworkers. Uh, and that's really satisfying. There's some really cool people there. I won't dox them here. Um, uh, other things outside of that, I played a show, uh, a, a little over a week ago in Springfield, Illinois, it was just a small like coffee shop gig with a few other acts. And I, uh, played a five song set. Uh, I also like finished a, a song that I've been meaning to finish, uh, for quite some time. Uh, and that one turned out really well. Uh, I will be doing a re a recording of that and uploading it to my personal YouTube channel, uh, which is Logan Daniel. Though I've been thinking about just going to my first and last name because it seems to have better, um, how do you say, uh, search engine results, right? There's more, um, recognizability. Stay tuned for that. Um, one of the best songs I've ever written, hands down, hands down. Um, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. Uh, also, I just really, really love, uh, performing in front of people and to John Alden Davis, I would love some bass on it. So I will definitely be hitting you up pretty or pretty soon. Uh, cause I was definitely, I was like sitting there and kind of like messing around with a, an acoustic bass. And I was like, man, I really need to do more full band stuff. I need somebody to lay down like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, a beat and get some, you know, some bass in there, get some synth in there with my guitar and my voice, um, and really, really do something with that. Uh, my goal for the next week, um, well, the next, within the next two weeks is I'd love to get out to a, uh, an open mic and, and play a, uh, you know, a few songs out on an open mic and, and get to know people, meet people in the scene. There was like a little house show that I was invited to the other night, but, um, certain reasons I couldn't make it, uh, but maybe I'll make it out to one of those here pretty soon. Um, you know, just, it's all about self-improvement, right? Uh, and that kind of puts me in a place, right? Like I have been working pretty hard. Look, I got a whiteboard. This is great. It's got like all this other stuff. So this is what my day was supposed to consist of all of these things right here. Uh, I did complete some of them. Okay. And that's the important part is completing some is better than completing none. Um, though I could probably still do this, uh, and then I'll probably just put off my laundry, uh, for tomorrow because I don't, I don't work tomorrow either. Uh, get yourself a whiteboard. If you want to be productive, it's a really fun way of kind of just getting everything out there. And then, um, 
all that, all that kind of stuff. Totally worth the $20 purchase, even though I realized after I would purchased it uh, that the corner here was all smushed. Uh, but doesn't matter because it's functional and that's what really counts, right? Um, one of my goals for today was to read a few chapters in this book, an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green. Um, but that kind of fell through, uh, when I bought a new game <laughs> today and I'll tell you about that a little bit later. Um, let's see what else. Um, I don't know. I think in, in terms of, oh, 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 the last thing in terms of my personal life, uh, that I, I feel like I should share. Um, so when you get out of your parents' house and in college you decided that you weren't going to, you know, get super involved with uh, anybody of the opposite sex, uh, you kind of get used to being really apathetic about dating. Uh, but in the past few months, I've, I've been a little bit more active about that. And I did, I did go on a date uh, this past week. Um we went and saw a movie. That was fun. I'll talk about that movie. That's one of the reasons I'm bringing it up. Um, but it was really casual and it was a lot of fun. And I hope I go on more dates with more people. Because it's, you know, it's just, it's really fun to connect with people in that kind of atmosphere. Right? Um, it's definitely something that I enjoy. Um, depending on your age, maybe you'll do more or less of it. Um, and you know, I remember growing up and, and taking something like that super seriously and, and you should treat people seriously to a degree, but at the same time, like it doesn't have to be anything like groundbreaking or, or something that, um, elicits, you know, a certain amount of anxiety, you know, it's just, it's like an exercise to a degree, just an exercise of being with people and enjoying people's presence. Uh, and then trying to find common interests and how you just relate to other people in life. But I know you guys didn't come here just to hear about, uh, my personal accomplishments, uh, social <laughs> accomplishments. Uh, so, uh, with no further ado, uh, let's talk about some of the movies and TV that I have watched uh, in the past two weeks. Um, so if you guys have been uh, around for long enough, you know I'm I'm a really, really big fan of the kind of medium of adult Western animation, okay? Uh, shows like uh, Metalocalypse... Uh, particularly shows like Futurama. I, I kid you not. Um, I've lost count of, you know, the, the amount of times that I have fell, fallen asleep to Futurama. It's something that I just, I put on and, and I watch an episode and then it just makes really great background noise because I've seen that the entirety of that show going on like 20 times now, just cause I watch it that much. Um, but it's not the only adult animated show I watch. Uh, season 22 of South Park is currently 
uh, in the middle of the season. I think they maybe have three episodes left. They only do 10 episode seasons. Um, and in the last two weeks, uh, they have had like a double episode, right? A two-parter episode uh, featuring the wonderful face of Al Gore and Man Bear Pig uh, and Red Dead Redemption 2, which is so appropriate. Uh, they really just played on that. Really great episode. I feel like they've gotten back into the swing of things with this season. Uh, I feel like they had a few missteps um, trying to do something more like, oh, look, it's going to have like a season arc. And, and oh, it's going to bleed in over to the next season. Um, and, and I think they lost a lot of the humor with that. But they've kind of gotten back to... Um, something like season 18, which is a really solid season where there are elements that they'll revisit throughout that season, kind of like running jokes, uh, but not so much in the sense that like, oh, we're just going to like make it a focal point of like the entire season. It's just something that's mentioned. Um, for example, uh, Stan's family uh, has has moved uh, and like started a farm, uh, and it's a weed farm because it's legal now and all this other stuff, uh, and they just play with that in different ways and it's it's really solid. Uh, if you are uh, seventeen or older, uh, I I feel like I have to say that um, I can't recommend uh, this re season of South Park uh, enough. Uh, something else I've been getting into recently is King of the Hill. Uh, I don't have a ton to say on it. Um, you know, it's just about rednecks and propane. And I didn't realize that that kind of humor could be that funny if it wasn't in, like, the construct of a reality television show. Um, but it... it, it some of the humor's like really reserved uh in this oh not reserved it's it's like some of it's really subtle you know um it feel it's a very laid back show in a lot of ways like nothing so far in the show like it, nothing really grand has happened it's just been very like they make very, very mediocre things feel very significant uh all while wrapping it up in like you know, a really, really funny, um, I don't know, veneer, facade, the face of what it is. I don't, I don't know. Really great. Really great. Um, and then lastly, in terms of adult animation, and this one I could like recommend to anyone because I think it kind of like, it's like, not quite as uh, crude as some of the other uh, shows that I that might be included in that genre, uh, and that's Bob's Burgers, which is in the middle of its uh, ninth season, um, and it's it's still got it's still got the punches right. It's it's still running strong. The humor is as good as ever. Uh, this past two weeks, uh, there was two episodes. One was a lot like a birthday party. And I mean, Luis and Jean and Tina are like some of the best characters on TV, just in general. If you don't watch, um, 
if you don't watch Bob's Burgers, I don't know what you're doing with your life because it's it's a modern classic. It's a modern classic. It's that good. It's so 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 good. Uh, this last week's episode was a Thanksgiving themed episode. Uh, I it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't a great episode, uh, but entertaining uh, as always. Um, there were two uh, live action television shows that are, are of note in the last two weeks. Uh, I'll start talking uh, about the this one, Riverdale. Okay, and I never thought I would be watching Riverdale. I I I never thought Riverdale was something that would ever interest me. Um, but lo and behold, uh, it does. Uh, it's incredibly cheesy and overly dramatic. Uh, but what led me to watching Riverdale, uh, if you've been in, I think, the last podcast, uh, I had just finished up the the season, the an inaugural season of um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a... Not a remake of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, it is based on the same character, in uh, based on a kind of a modernization, a darker version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, from Archie Comics, and I loved that show to death. I just I loved it so much, and so knowing that the the showrunner of that show was also the showrunner of Riverdale. I was kind of like, well, I guess I have to watch this. And I'm about four or five episodes in and I really dig it. I really do. There's a lot going on. Um, a lot of people, well, just the one person dying and then a lot of drama and, and something of note. I feel like a lot of the drama is just rooted in the fact that like, all the parents and adults like don't know how to not meddle, you know, like, yeah, the kids are like over dramatic and whatever, but it's all like petty stuff. Right. Whereas like petty and insignificant, I should say, not that the parents uh, stuff isn't petty, but like the parents are really the ones causing a lot of the discourse. Um, and that's just silly. It's so funny to see uh, and sad and sad. Um, but I guess that's part of the, the, uh, attraction to a show, uh, of, of that nature. Right. Uh, I really dig the character of Archie. He's just like a classic, uh, good guy. Um, though definitely his, uh, his hormones definitely get the best of him, uh, in these, in these first few episodes. Uh, so maybe there's a lesson to be learned there is you gotta, you gotta just like, take your time, man. Think about these things. And I know he's supposed to be like a high schooler, but he does not look like a high schooler. That's never the case. It's never, he's supposed to be a sophomore and man, he looks my age. He looks my age. Hands down, hands down. I wonder actually, I'm going to look this up right the heck now. We're going to look at Riverdale and we're going to look up the actor's name and see how old he is. Okay. Cause I, I swear to goodness gracious, uh, 
Um, oh, he's a little bit younger. He's a little bit younger. But, oh, maybe he was. He wasn't. Okay, so he's 21 now, right? Riverdale is in it currently its third season. So I guess that wasn't too far off. So maybe he was like 19. So he just turned 21. And Riverdale started in, oh, 2017? Really? Really? Okay, so he was like, he was, he was 20. He was 20. Wait. No, he was 19. Okay, so that's not too far off. But still, still, he looks too old. But what's new? What's new? They didn't, they didn't pick him because he looked young enough. They picked him because he looks good. <laughs> and he can play, play a decent Archie. As far as I'm concerned, I've ever read the comics. Maybe I should get into Archie comics. People are like, Marvel versus DC, right? No. No. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about that. Um, okay, so moving on. From that, uh, an infinitely more significant show um, that I watched two seasons of in the last two weeks uh, was the excellent, excellent Atypical on Netflix. Um, I have met, I'd mentioned it last time, uh, I'd watched a few episodes at that point. Uh, talked about it with brandon brandon and paul have talked about it on the show before that they were just super impressed the writing is good all the actors are good the arc is good the whole how it centers upon you know this you know character who's on the autistic spectrum um it's just i i can't necessarily speak uh to my own experience uh, with somebody who is autistic. I, I definitely know some people who are on the spectrum, uh, less so uh, than this character. Um, but I, I feel like this show has given me at least to a certain degree, a little bit more understanding of, of what autism is and and how you know some autistic people might operate you know um so i i don't know it's just been very it's a it's a heavy show but it's also got a lot of humor i think it strikes a really good balance and um man i cannot recommend that show enough if you have access to Netflix, and I hardly know anybody who doesn't have access to Netflix anymore, um, but if if you don't, if you do, uh, if you don't find someone who does, and watch Atypical, uh, very much worth it. Uh, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Uh, lastly, uh, I went to the theater this past week. On my date, and um, I, I I felt like in in a way I used the date as an excuse to go see a movie in theaters, right? Because it's not something I do often. 
it's something that I love to do, but I don't always have like people to go with. Um, but I was like, okay. Um, and thankfully I found someone who was willing to go with set to, to such a heavy, uh, movie with me. Right. Um, I don't think normally I would be like, Hey, let's uh, watch this movie. Beautiful boy was the movie. I don't know if I said that already. Um, it is based on the true story of Nick and David chef father and son. Uh, Nick chef, uh, is a young drug addict um, and it goes through essentially his struggle with drug addiction, um, him overdosing and then getting off, getting clean and then relapsing and then, you know, becoming estranged to his father and then Odin again and, and just back and forth and back and forth. And for someone who has seen addiction time and time again, um, it's, it's really hard to watch something like this, you know? Um, but it's, it's such a good message at the very end of the movie. Um, they talked some statistics about, uh, drug addiction and they talked you know in in the movie they kind of dealt with what uh, certain drugs will do to the user's brain and and why it can make it so difficult uh, to get clean you know um, and if you've never had that experience uh, then you know it's 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 hard to understand uh, it's an important movie a heavy movie um, I definitely recommend caution, uh, if you are, you know, are considering seeing this movie or if you're considering seeing it after me talking about it, uh, it was beautifully shot. The performances of Timothy Chalamet, who played Nick and Steve Carell, who played David. I think they both did uh, a fantastic job, uh, you know, and really I felt like, as much as I knew, it sounds like uh, they did justice uh, to those characters. As I understand it, um, Timothy Chalamet uh, got real buddy-buddy with the real-life Nick Chef. Um, and so I imagine that really upped uh, his understanding of the character and, and the performance. Um, definitely, definitely worth my... Um, my seven, eight dollars, maybe it was nine dollars. I can't remember how much I spent on it. Um, but I went to the theater, right? And all these new theaters got like these recliner chairs and they're real comfy and uh, just makes for a good, good experience. Good experience. Um, I don't normally recommend seeing a movie like this for a first date, um, unless your date is just really into film in general. And uh, she's willing to try that out. Makes a has some communication with your date before you uh, just start. Oh, we're gonna go to this movie. I, to be fair, I proposed the movie to her and she was receptive. Uh, so I thought that was fair. And it was a movie I really wanted to see, and I went and saw it, and it was really good. And I, I'm, I'm glad I uh, spent the time. And I, I will always, for, always and forever, be in love. Uh, with Timothy Chalamet, just a a wonderful actor, 
if you guys uh, obviously have been here long enough, you've heard me talk about Call Me By Your Name. And Call Me By Your Name is also another Timothy Chalamet uh, movie, and it's it's really good. Yeah, it is a pretty crazy movie for a first date. Um, I won't necessarily go into why I felt comfortable, but there were there was there was some good justifications. Good justifications. Um, it was not thoughtless and reckless, at least not as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah generally probably not a good choice but i it was a good choice uh for for this particular um instance right uh which is which is really cool because i'm kind of an out of the box guy i that feels weird to say about myself um but you know i, I guess you could say i i'll i'll say this um i went to the bank earlier to uh, deposit a check. Like, that was my first thing. I was going to deposit the check and then get my, like, pin on my new debit card figured out. Uh, I will not tell you my new debit card number or the pin. Uh, so don't even ask. Um, but I went into the bank and um, there's this young lady teller. And, and she asked how I could be helped and I was like, hey, I need to activate this card. Uh, and then over the speaker, there was uh, Take Me to Church by Hozier uh, on. And she goes, oh, I love this song. And I go, oh, have you heard his new single? And she just looked at me very puzzled. And like, obviously she didn't actually know the name of the artist. She just knew the song. Cause take me to church uh, was huge. Um, and then she continued to talk. And after a bit, like I, I, I felt like I couldn't deal with it because it was pretty clear to me that she was a pretty big airhead. Right. Um, which to each their own. She was a perfectly nice girl and I, I don't want to rip on her. She's not here to defend herself. Well, not too much, at least. Um, but she started going on about all these different, like, really large artists uh, that, like, she was into. Eminem, Drake. And I was like, that's not the kind of thing I listen to generally. I've heard some Drake. I've heard some Eminem. Not my favorite. Um, and, man, I don't know what I was getting at with that. But like that, okay, no, that's what I was getting at. For someone like that, if if I would ever have considered uh, someone like that for uh, a date, what's good, Crafty J? Welcome to the Breakdown Podcast. Um, if I had ever considered somebody who was a, a bit of an airhead, uh, I probably wouldn't have suggested to them that we go see Beautiful Boy as a first date. Um, that probably would have been a bad move, but I'm glad I was able to, uh, go out and see this movie, uh, with somebody who could actually appreciate it. And that's, that's always a fun thing. Finding people with similar interests is always a plus. Uh, that's how you partially know it's a good date. 
I think that's about it for movies and TV for me this week. Um, I didn't really watch any anime. Uh, I was planning on watching JoJo, but I let my Verve subscription lapse and it locks like the latest episode for like a day or two uh, behind the premium subscription. But I recently got that back. So probably the next breakdown podcast in two weeks from now, uh, I will probably chat about Jojo some more. Um, also, when does Shokugeki start up again? Cause I can't wait any longer for Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, that brings us to the games portion of the podcast. And, uh, thankfully I have, uh, played some decent games in the last few weeks um if you guys didn't know this is probably going to be a shorter podcast considering i'm one third of the entire set and also i'm just it's almost like i'm talking to myself but that's okay so uh this week i have played a few games. I was anticipating that I would just have like played Red Dead 2. Um, but I, in fact, did not just play Red Dead 2, even though that was a large portion of it. Um, I just want to say how much I love multiplayer in video games. It's it's one of the things that keeps me coming back uh, to, to games. Uh, certain games, even years after they've been released, uh, some games are just, like, meant uh, for all of that. Um, it just feels so much better. Uh, one of those games uh, that I played multiplayer in uh, this past two weeks was Prison Architect. I played with my brother and another friend. And um, they just added multiplayer in beta. Uh, maybe it's even an alpha because it's really rough. And it essentially just like allows... It doesn't change anything about the game other than like, oh, now instead of one person building the prison, there can be up to eight people building a prison. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, actually, I don't know why I put that. I didn't put that in there. Yes, I have played Fallout 76. I played the beta and I'll talk about that right after this. Um, but prison architect is just like, um, you know, a prison management simulator. Uh, a lot of different factors, a lot of micromanaging, uh, that feels a lot less micromanaging, managey, <laughs> uh, in terms of like when you you split up the work you know there's more people uh and you're having discussions about how you're going to manage it and in one way it's just it's a more inherently fun way to play the game and two when you get somebody who knows the game really well it's really easy for the rest of the people to pick up uh what's happening um, instead of having to go through tutorials, I feel like every game should have multiplayer, right? Uh, I would love to see like a multiplayer, like city skylines, you know, uh, in the same vein where they just like, Hey, build a city together, right? 
Because that would be really, really compelling. All of a sudden, like, oh, dude, let's do this with the city. I'm going to go build this. We need to make sure that, like, oh, what kind of a district is this going to be? Or this district? And those kind of conversation, you know, make that stuff, like, so much more compelling. Uh, so, Prison Architect, Beta, you guys should pick it up. Because it's a good game just inherently. And then with the multiplayer in development and currently accessible uh, through the beta build. Um, man, find a few people and it's it's a blast. I'll even play it with you guys. Hit me up through our Discord. Um, if you guys are not in our Discord, please join our Discord. It's a good time. There's a lot of discussion. I know Sandman's in there all the time. I know Nintendo Snow's in there all the time. I know Dream Drop's in there all the time. And they're always having good conversation. Um, and you can play with each other. You can hit me up. I sometimes play games uh, with with you guys. And that's really, really great. Um, but yeah, the if you want that, the description... Uh, not the description... There's a link in the description for our Discord. Um, but I do want to... You guys are having the discussion in the chat about Fallout 76. I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts about Fallout 76. Um, it's essentially just Fallout 4 multiplayer. Um, and... I, I feel like it misses the mark in a lot of ways and unless you have uh several other friends to play with and to chat with while you're playing it uh i think there's a lot less value in it like uh in terms of fallout like if i had to make a personal recommendation of what fallout game to play if you wanted to get into the series um I would definitely recommend New Vegas, you know. Um, I don't necessarily feel all that compelled to make the full purchase for Fallout 76. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. I think it just, I don't think it's refined well. Uh, I know a lot of uh, PC enthusiasts are, you know, don't have the kind of PC options that they want because the actual um like game engine has some kind of archaic uh legacy code in it that they would just need to like make an entirely new engine if they wanted to fix some of that and i don't know why they haven't other than the fact that it sounds pretty cost effective to just like reuse the engine uh over and over again indefinitely uh, and so, and, and also, not that this should sway you one way or the other, uh, because I enjoyed, I enjoyed myself, um, that's because Fallout 76 is literally just four, except multiplayer, uh, and without any, like, interesting NPCs to chat with, um, yeah, I, Crafty, I, I think, I think you're right, I, I think it'll probably be developed over time and might become like an experience that might be more compelling down the line. 
Um, now, again, I, I, I would caution against forming your opinion off of a Metacritic score or something like that, or anybody's one score at all, but... Uh, when it comes to where you choose to spend your money, because you can't buy every game, right? Uh, unless you just have an endless supply of money, chances are uh, none of us really do. Um, it doesn't seem like Fallout 76 would be worth your money unless you're really, really into the multiplayer aspect of it. I think the gunplay is good. Uh, but it's buggy and it's got a whole lot of other issues and um, and the Metacritic score is looking pretty sad currently. It might go up, might go down. Uh, there's only so many uh, critiques in there right now. Um, I would I would say uh, unless you have already purchased it and you already know that you enjoy it, I would say this is a definite wait. Wait on that game. Wait and see what happens. Um, but again, I I enjoyed what I played, and if you enjoyed it, like that's awesome. Um, and uh, I I hope those who spend their sixty dollars on it uh, get their sixty dollars worth of it. Uh, moving on from that, another I revisited uh, Left 4 Dead Two. Uh, with my brother and another friend. Uh, and I love, I love, 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 love Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, we played some, some modded, uh, some modded, uh, not modded gameplay necessarily, just different maps. Um, the user created map. There's the one that we played was like a wave based, uh, one based on Helm's Deep of Lord of the Rings. And that was Chaos. So like literally just survive as long as you can. I think there was an end to it. We never got to it. Uh, but we also did play some of the other uh, things. I, okay, that being said, I am always down to play Left 4 Dead 2. So if we have any Left 4 Dead 2 fans in this chat right now, like, you guys, hit me up. Because I'm always down to play Left 4 Dead 2. I love that game uh, to no no end. It is just it. I hear Left 4 Dead 2, and like it, I just swell up, and <laughs> and I get really happy. Um, another multiplayer game that I played uh, this past week with friends uh, was Warframe. I had been waiting to jump into Warframe, a free-to-play online action shooter a lot of people will compare it to destiny a lot of people say it's better than destiny um you can it's completely free to play though there are plenty of ways if you want to uh, spend your money on cosmetics and, and and that kind of thing um i chose excalibur i don't know the difference between all the class the like three initial classes um i just was like this sounds good and then i like slicing baddies up with a sword and the gunplay feels really good. Uh, and the game is just a lot of fun to play. Um, and I'll probably jump into that more, play it a little bit here and there and, and hopefully find more people to play with and just, you know, do that kind of thing. Um, I can't believe I waited so long. 
I don't know if it's something that'll stick or maybe it's just like a fad for me. I'll play for pretty hard for a few weeks and then give it up. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, but outside of multiplayer games um, and games that just feel really good, like Warframe, I picked up Doom 2016 today. And that game is buttery smooth. Like, I I have never been so, like, immediately enamored with how a game felt. Like, you just start moving around, and it feels like you're sliding almost, but you also feel very in control. The gunplay is, is very simple. There's no, like, I'm going to aim. Like, it's all, like, hit fire, uh, and it makes for some really, really quick, paced um you know action and the gore oh man being in hell it's a grand time it's it's so good um and chances are once i finish up here i will probably eat more peanut butter um and play some more doom until i feel like i have to go to bed because i gotta be up not super early uh, but I gotta be up uh, with enough time to get myself ready um, and dressed and looking good uh, for uh, an interview for a job tomorrow, right? So it can't just all be fun. Uh, you gotta do some hard work and you gotta do some responsibility. Uh, but at the end of the day, it makes it possible to buy games like Doom and have a good time. And I'm having a grand time, though I'm stuck on this one part. It's really hard. And I'm not even, I'm on like the normal difficulty. There's like easy and then there's normal and then there's hard and then there's uber, uber hard and then there's uber, uber hard and uber, uber hard is locked. And I was like, no thanks. I'm not that kind of gamer. I'll play on normal. (laughs) Uh, But it feels good. It feels good. And just being, just kind of, it's, it's, I think it's the game I've been like waiting for. It's the kind of game that I've been waiting for. It's kind of like you know, left for dead, except like a solo experience. And I wanted something that was fast paced and shooty. And I just move really quickly and it feels really good. And I, I've been, I've been craving a game like this for several months. I I feel like I'm like, every time I sit down, it's like, this is the kind of game I want to play. And I just didn't know that it was doom 2016. And I'm so glad I made the uh, used $17 purchase, man, because it's at least worth $18. <laughs> so I feel like I got a steal. Um, uh, yeah. So Crafty mentions uh, Persona 5, Detroit, and God of War. Uh, I can speak. Um, I know everybody and their mother who has played Persona 5 has said great things about persona five. Uh, I bought Detroit and God of war at launch. Uh, Detroit's great. If you want a slower, uh, more kind of nuanced experience, if you're into narrative and I am, so I really, I really enjoyed that. I played, played it through once. I feel like I need to play it through again. Um, really great. God of war is just something else. God of war. Like the way that game feels, uh, it's also like the perfect amount of difficulty, even on like a normal difficulty, uh, that game couldn't feel any better. Like they just nailed God of War 2018. Um, beat that wonderful story. Well-written voice acting is great. 
Um, you played through the Spider-Man? The new Spider-Man three times? Like, on, like, all the different difficulties? Because I played through it once, I 100%ed it on, like, the normal difficulty, and now I'm just kind of, like, um, yeah, Detroit for 20 bucks is, that's a good price. Uh, I love Spider-Man to death. And the new, uh, the second DLC is dropping tomorrow, if you didn't know that. So maybe, like, at midnight or 2 o'clock tonight? The second of the three-part DLC. Um, I think this one's called Turf Wars, I, I want to say. And I'm very excited. Anything to get me web-swinging again. Because Spider-Man's hands down, hands down, my favorite superhero. So, um, yeah. I mean, no, really no sense in doing it on easy. Unless it's like a ridiculously hard game. But, like, Spider-Man's not not that difficult of a game. Um, but doom a little bit more difficult, a little bit more difficult. Um, outside of that, the last thing I really want to talk about, uh, is the juggernaut, the critical and commercial juggernaut that is red, red dead redemption Two. Um, and, and me and Brandon the other week talked, uh, to an extent about what we liked about the game, what the game does really well, uh, particularly about the narrative and not just like the voice acting and the cutscenes, um, but just the, even some of the gameplay, everything about that game is focused on telling a really compelling story, even if it's just a small story. Um, noting uh, something that I mentioned on the last podcast about how there was, a, there was a guy and he was attending to his horse and I just pulled up on him and I said hey to him and he goes hey and then the horse kicked him and he died and that was it that was the thing so I've been sitting here with this spoonful of peanut butter and I've just been talking um, and that's the story right Interesting, interesting narratives all around. Uh, I'm currently um, in the fourth chapter of the game. So each chapter, you're like, your camp is settled in a different place. Like the first, the very first chapter is like, kind of like that, that prologue, right? Or trying to get to it. And then the second chapter, the game really opens up and you set up camp. And the third, third chapter, your camp moves and it gets a little bit bigger. And, and now in this fourth chapter, like we got this house and our camp is set up around this house. And I can't wait to see what else is going to happen. Cause it keeps getting more exciting. Um, and some of the side quests just get zanier. And with, with, Arthur Morgan, my Arthur Morgan, because everybody's Arthur Morgan is different. Uh, I'm currently growing out his hair and his beard to as long as it can be, because I want to see how long it gets and what it looks like when it's as long. And then I'll probably style it in some zany ways. Um, but the game really, like, kind of just allows you to feel really okay with any decision that you make, uh, which is... I feel like that's the game enables you to do whatever and not feel like one choice is inherently better or the right choice. 
which man that's the issue i have in some games is like oh like oh so say in something like metroid it's like oh there's two places to go and i know one place is going to be the way forward and the other is going to be like oh that's where the secret is that's where the um the missile upgrade is but the problem with something like that is I feel like I have to get that extra stuff, and I don't want to go the right way just ahead. So I feel like, um, at least for me, psychologically playing these games, it's really discouraging to be like, oh, I went the right way, but I'm going to go back now. I'm going to backtrack to go the wrong way to get the things that I want to get. And it doesn't feel like exploration so much as it is just like, uh, making a hassle out of, you know, trying to upgrade all your stuff so you can take on the Omega Pirate, which I still have yet to do in Metroid Prime. Because I've tried and tried and tried and I keep losing. Chances are I'll go back and finish it on the first try, though, because that's usually what happens. Um, But I, at least for this, it's like there's, you know... There's nothing like that in, in Red Dead. It's just make your choice and live with it. And you, yet, you're okay with that, you know? The game doesn't make you feel like you have to apologize for anything. Uh, but it does throw in some things where, you know, you have to react to uh, the nature of Arthur Morgan's character. Like, he is not solely just a, um avatar uh, for the player, He's got some circumstantial uh, situations, circumstantial situations, some circumstances that uh, he finds himself in. Uh, obviously, he has his loyalty to the gang uh, and to Dutch, and that, you know, that can weigh on a person pretty heavily. It's like, okay, I've been with this person all along. Though I think Dutch is personally, I think he's pretty sketch. Uh, I think he's pretty selfish of an individual. Uh, but we'll see where I feel uh, by the end of the story. I think I'm about 46% uh, the way through the story. So I still got quite a ways to go. And I've put out, I don't know how many hours in the game so far. Um, but like another character like that gets thrown in the mix is uh, Arthur Morgan's past uh, lover, Mary Linton. And you do like this first interaction where you're like, oh, my brother ran off with a cult. And you go save him. And so you save her brother from the cult. Uh, and then, like, you know, the next chapter, she hits you up again. And she's like, oh, my dad's being stupid and he's drunk. And we want to, I'm going to follow him and make sure I know what he's doing. Because he's doing some shady stuff. And I want to make sure he's safe. And also, like, I can't believe that he would sell my brooch. Um, and all this other weird stuff. But then afterwards, you guys go on like a date. And then, it, you know, there's kind of is this exchange between Arthur Morgan and Mary Linton. Where it's almost like Arthur is like, oh man, it's not. She kind of puts it out there that it's not too late for them to be together. Right. And I'm a romantic. So immediately I was like, oh my gosh, is this an ending? Can Is one of the endings to this game, like me, you know, riding off into the sunset with cash money and Mary Linton. If that's the case, like so far, I think that's what I'm going to go for because man, why would you deny love, man? Come on. Um, especially she's like, 
not been with any no no she had she had a husband and then he died so it's all good <laughs> it's all good rekindling that that beautiful beautiful love yeah i put i put down some notes for the show i go arthur morgan is a good character fact uh moved to saint denis uh, which is like the big city in the game, and then might run away with Mary Linton. Solid, solid. Uh, if you have not already dove in to Red Dead Redemption Two, I can't recommend it enough. Currently, I might have some issues with it after I finish it. Maybe some things that I thought they could have done better. Uh, but that's any game, even perfect games, even Breath of the Wild. Which I love that game to no end. Um, no game is perfect, uh, and no podcast is perfect either. Sometimes you just have the one dude uh, talking about all uh, his his problems at the very beginning, um, and plugging our Discord constantly. If you want to join the break uh, room Discord, again that link is in the description below. I'd love to see your beautiful faces in there. And also, if you have Prison Architect or Left for Dead 2, um, I would love to play that with you guys because I always need people to play those games with. Because uh, you never know when the people you usually play them aren't going to be available. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning uh, into this solo edition of the Breakdown Podcast. Um, I'm glad you guys were here. Um, and um, again, Discord link in the description. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at uh, LoggyDoves right here. Please follow me on Twitter. Uh, I also do stuff on my personal channel. You can find me, uh, Logan Daniel. Um, if you can't find it, hit me up in the Discord or on Twitter, and I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, I upload covers and vlogs there, uh, though I haven't done anything in a while. Uh, getting settled and getting things figured out in St. Louis, uh, though it probably in the next week I will upload a new song that I just recently wrote. Um, I mentioned this earlier. Um, if you guys want to listen to, uh, my music, uh, that's really my, my big passion is, is writing music. Um, and so you can find that at Logan Daniel. Again, that's L O G A N D A N I E L Logan Daniel dot dot com. And you can find an EP on there. Um, and, I'm also on Spotify if you guys want to listen there as well. Um, But this has been the Breakdown Podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining. Don't break your backs. Break in the games. But for now, break time's over.